I'm Jim Turpin. I'll be here until 11. This first hour is an open line. Then some fun with the cast members of the upcoming Champaign-Urbana Theater Company show, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. The show opens August uh, 3rd, runs 3rd through the 6th, the one uh, weekend, at uh, the Virginia Theater. So we've got a lot of things to uh, talk about today during this uh, first hour. Among them, in the news this morning, the loan to Champaign County Nursing Home may cost others their jobs. As many as 24 to 30 positions could be lost because of the nursing home's effect on the general fund. Well, somebody had to call me a couple of days ago and ask, is there anything new on the nursing home? And I had uh, talked about the $250,000 loan that they needed and they didn't need, and they needed uh, $500,000, and uh, they might need $500,000. And now it's beginning to hit in the hardest of places, positions. They're talking about positions throughout the county, and obviously not just at the nursing home, and they're talking about 24 to 30 because of the nursing home's effect on the general fund. So we can uh, talk about that a little bit, reminding board members of the vote that was taken and what the, the voters had to say about the selling of the nursing home. You have an idea about uh, what a new Dr. Howard school should look like? An open house will be held at the school tonight, 6 o'clock, It'll be to discuss the beginning phase. Unit 4 wants your ideas. They particularly want the uh, ideas of the people that live in the neighborhood. This is indeed a neighborhood school right in the middle of a neighborhood. And they're going to uh, build a new school on that uh, same location. At least that is the plan for now. And I assume they would follow through uh, whenever it happens. But uh, Unit 4 wants you to, uh, to tell them any ideas that you may have about the school. Not only the building itself, but uh, the way it's uh, positioned on the, on the land that they have and uh, where they're putting uh, the uh, parking and uh, you know all those kinds of things in addition to the school itself. So all those things will be discussed in great detail as they go along. Urbana is a sanctuary city, and the Justice Department escalated its promised crackdown on such cities. The Justice Department says it will no longer award 
the coveted grant money to cities unless they agree to give federal authorities access to jails when someone in the country illegally is about to be released. A free business assistance center is on its way to the Champaign Public Library's main branch building over at the 200 West Green Street. Donna Pittman, who is the library's director, says as the times change, so should the libraries. And in the Congress, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Senate Republicans got the vote to advance the health care legislation to debate, but the prospects are uncertain. The vote was 50-50, the tie broken by Vice President Mike Pence. Now, what are they going to uh, debate about now? What position are they are they taking now? I I read a bunch of uh, stuff today and watched uh, last night as the talking heads uh, told me what had happened. Listened to uh, some of the uh, senators talk, and I get more confused by the moment what they're trying to do. Maybe you have some ideas on that. Senator John McCain made a dramatic return to the Senate for the vote, condemning what he called tribal policies. I'm sorry, tribal politics. Tribal politics. In the meantime, House conservatives are gunning for an investigation into the probe of James Comey and Hillary Clinton. What happened there? What went on? Kushner talks with the House committee and Manafort with the Senate committee. The topic, of course, is the investigation into Russian interference in the election of President Trump. And a report indicates that disease is linked to head blows seen in the brains of nearly all of the 202 football players examined. This is a very disturbing story. We'll talk about that in some detail this morning. And as you heard on the news just a few minutes ago, after being hit by President Trump, Attorney General Sessions is finding support in the Congress, and the conservative media began to rally around him uh, yesterday. So those are just some of the headlines, and maybe you have other stories that uh, you want to uh, talk about today. That's okay. That's an open line. That's what we do. 356-9397 is our phone number. Our Castle Heating and the Cooling text line is 35153. Five, seven. What do you think about what's happening at the Champaign County Nursing Home? Let's take a little closer look at the Tom Kasich story in the News Gazette this morning after we take our first break here on Penny. Okay, we're making you uh, honorary uh, members, no, full-fledged members of the Champaign County Board this morning. And uh, your topic, the only topic on the agenda for this meeting, is the Champaign County Nursing Home. So, you're king for a day, or queen for a day. Make whatever decision you want to make. So, think hard about this. Think of both sides, and uh, tell me what you would do. 
Tom Kasich writes in the Gazette this morning that Champaign County government may have to cut 24 to 30 positions for the fiscal year beginning January 1st because of the nursing home's effect on the general fund. So it's not just the nursing home we're talking about here now, of cutting of positions and those kinds of things. We're talking about the entire county. That's what we would be looking at for FY18. Rick Snyder, the administrator, said following a two-and-a-half-hour county board study session on the nursing home that was held last night. The county may need to loan the nursing home another $500,000 over the next six months to keep it operational, requiring a corresponding cut in the general fund. And if the county includes loans already made to the nursing home that it doesn't think will be repaid, the gap could be as much as $1.5 million, Snyder said. This translates into 24 to 30 headcount that we'd have to cut, depending on which departments you're looking at. It would be up to the county board to determine those cuts during the budget-making process that begins in August and ends in November. There's no way to cut the budget without reducing personnel, he told board members. We're pretty much scraped to the bone in department head budgets. Department heads have gone through several years of cuts, and I don't think there's anything else left to cut. During Tuesday's wide-ranging discussion of the future of the financially troubled nursing home, board members reviewed financial projections and heard from the newly installed management company at the facility, as well as from a broker who will be marketing the property to prospective buyers. Back to that in a moment, but let's see what Brian has to say. Hello, Hello Brian. Good morning, Brian. We lost him. Uh, I guess we did. Please uh, call us back. I don't know what that was. I heard you say hello, so I know you're alive and well. Let's hope we don't have anything wrong with our phones. Let's try it again. Brian, are you there this time? Hello, Brian. Lost him again. Well, while we try to figure that out, I'll go ahead and uh, finish what was said. This is very... uh, Interesting, uh, George Amaya, or Amaya, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, uh, but uh, the board also heard from from him, he's an Urbana businessman, who during the public comment period chided the county board, the county administration, and the news media for weakening the county's position in its efforts to sell the home. 
The county has, in effect, crippled its position by exposing its weaknesses. Because of the way this has transpired, the worst-case scenario has occurred with the county nursing home. We have staffing issues because nobody knows if they're going to be paid the next week. The census is dropping because people don't want to be there. This constant negative pounding of this is putting the county in a really precarious position. So that's the comments from an Urbana businessman, uh, George Amaya, who says uh, all this uh, conversation is not helping us. If we wind up uh, going to sell the thing uh, later on, and we're telling everybody right now how what a bad situation it is. Susan Koenig of the SAK Management, which took over the operations of the facility on July the 1st, said that the nursing home has a lot of potential. Kind of exciting that we see there are going to be some changes that are immediate within the next 60 to 90 days. She was talking about efforts to recover a long-owned revenue, long-owed revenue, and to eliminate high-cost contracts with some vendors. She said there are many contracts that really could be improved. Prices are too high, and time periods to pay are too accelerated. We have vendors we've worked with in the past that are willing to give 90 to 120 days on payment terms. These contracts were negotiated by the previous management team of uh, MPA of Suburban St. Louis. Five of the board's 22 members were absent from the study session. We're at 356-9397. You can text us at 351-5357. And if you have something you would like to add, let's try Brian one more time. Brian, are you there this time? Hello? Well... Looks like we're going to do a talk show without any telephones. (laughs) That uh, will be okay. It's 922 here at the Radio Center, and it's 77 degrees. You know, I've been talking about Woods Basement Systems for over 10 years now. This year, Woods is celebrating their 31st year in business. Are all basement or crawl space wall cracks a problem? Talking about the foundation walls of your home. Woods knows all about leaking basement wall cracks. But did you know that crawl space wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space? Most of that water gets trapped on top of the vapor barrier too, and it evaporates up and into your home. Mold loves that. And your air conditioning will be running so much longer and harder. So that's double trouble. Get your free estimate from Woods and fix those basement and crawl space cracks once and for all. 
Over the years, Woods has acquired several awards for their basement finishing projects and their crawl space encapsulation system, but they are the proudest of their Better Business Bureau Torch Awards. Woods Basement Systems has earned the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for Marketplace Ethics five times. Remember, Woods estimates do not cost you anything. How much is it costing you not to fix the problem? Well, call Woods Basement Systems for your free estimate today at 888-935-4333 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. That's 888-4333 or woodsbasementsystems.com. We'll take a break here at 924, 78 degrees at the Radio Center. This is Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. We're at 356-9397. Text us at 351-5357. And we go to Chris. Hello, Chris. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing okay. How about you? Just great, thanks. Uh, Yes, two two things, I guess, on on the nursing home there. Uh, first one is I don't think I'd be too worried about what's in the press or what uh, anyone is talking about with it. I, I deal with people buying and selling commercial properties all the time, and guaranteed any buyer is going to know far more about that home, good or bad, before they put an offer on it than has been out in the in the media. So uh, it's there's no secrets when you're actually trying to move a property like that. Okay, that's a, um, that's a good point. Thank you. Well, I think the second thing, too, is that selling it, it's not so much. If, if you were trying to sell something to make a profit or gain value or something, then there's a lot of marketing that may fall into it. Right now, the county really needs to sell that as soon as they can just to stop the financial bleeding. Uh, when, when, when we're talking a, a million and a half that won't be repaid, it's, it's kind of like the last referendum that we had on the county home where uh, the majority of people said it should be up for sale and the majority of people also said they didn't want to see any new taxes go to supporting it. Uh, But right after that, the county board kind of voted to give them an advance against what they would get out of the next year's tax revenue, which I kind of have trouble not seeing that as the same thing as a tax increase anyway. We, we, <laughs> well, we basically right. paid out a million and a half in taxes that have never even been paid yet. So uh, I, I think getting it sold ASAP is the is the order of business for the county and for the people at the nursing home so that they actually have a, a viable operation there. Well, I do too, and there are, there are all kinds of... Uh, uh, examples of uh, nursing homes that have been uh, trying to be run uh, locally and uh, just uh, quite couldn't make it and they got in touch with uh, somebody that uh, is in that business and maybe has several properties around the country and uh, seems like it works out pretty well. It does. I would have to agree with you on that. No question about it, I think. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm glad you called, Chris. Have a good one. Bye-bye. And I'm glad we got our uh, phones uh, working again. That's uh, very good news. So he makes uh, a couple of good points. He 
says that uh, he wouldn't be too worried about what's been written about it or even what's being said about the miserable conditions because anybody buying a nursing home or any other commercial property, as uh, he put it, uh, will know more about that uh, property than anything that uh, comes out of uh, coverage of a of a board meeting or appears in the media. So uh, that's uh, the one thing. And the other thing is, uh, how long can uh, the bleeding go on? We got to stop the bleeding, and uh, the people in the community have already said what do they feel about the nursing home and about uh, an increase in uh, taxes to uh, pay for it. But uh, by giving them a loan out of the uh, the general fund is, uh, according to Chris, and I think he's right, is basically the same as uh, raising your taxes. That's uh, the county's uh, money and, uh, and your taxpayer money. 931 News Headlines with Michael Kaiser. More of our open line on Penny after that. Welcome back to uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. We have an open line going until 10. And after the uh, 10 o'clock news, we're going to be talking about Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. This is a Champaign-Urbana Theater Company uh, production uh, coming up uh, August 3rd through the 6th. It'll be at 7 o'clock on the 3rd through the 5th, and then at uh, 2 o'clock on that Sunday afternoon, August the 6th. Tickets available at the Virginia.org. Virginia Theater, great uh, venue for a long-time musical. This is uh, something that was uh, written by uh, Tim Rice and music by Andrew Lloyd Webber, the first of their collaborations to be publicly performed, one of the longest-running shows of all time, kind of a family show, so I think you'll enjoy it. And we're pleased today to give you a little preview. Uh, Mike is next. Hello, Mike. Hey, good morning, Jim. What's up, Mike? Um, I think if they get any kind of offer for the nursing home, they should take it. Remember when it was built and they had uh, water just flooding out of the, the vents? Then they had the mold problem. And they had so much excess overcost. The thing has been a bugaboo since the, the the beginning it definitely has and i can't understand why they why there are any uh, board members that would be opposed to uh to selling it and getting it off the county's hands yeah and what, what is there a hundred people in there well i think the uh, census uh, varies but uh it can hold a lot more than that but uh I don't know how many are in there right now. Eighty to a hundred, I would, I guess. We could almost go and pay for them to go to another nursing home and just shut this thing down. <laughs> you probably could be able to. Uh, it, it's just the overruns are just killing us. It's it's just it's just, just like looking at the whole state how how everything is with it. Overruns, overruns, cost, cost, cost. You know the money is is one thing, and nobody likes to uh, to be in a bad position as far as money can, is concerned. But then that uh, immediately transforms into, uh, as you heard this morning, of 
the possibility of losing jobs. Yeah. Uh, Not not only at the nursing home, but uh, throughout the county. That's right. And another thing is the Saturday sports line has almost gotten to be unlistenable. It is so boring. There is no, um, what's the word, uh, between Lauren and Michael, uh, I mean, it's, it's, rapport that's yeah whatever that's what you're talking yeah (laughs) i mean it's it's just and i listened hadn't listened for a while but i listened the other day and i think they had three callers and it's usually the same three that call every week that must be the only ones listening anymore that uh guy from north carolina alan from montrose and somebody from rantoul well, I uh, I don't know uh, what to say about that. In fact, I'm not going to say anything about it because that's uh, not uh, something that I worry about anymore. That's uh, a, uh, a decision that uh, is made by the management of the company. And, uh, you know, they're the ones that uh, any uh, criticisms or accolades should be directed to. Yes, I need to take some other calls, but uh, thank you, Mike. You make some uh uh, good points uh, about the nursing home. Okay. Appreciate it. And uh, Anna Wall is next. Hello, Anna Wall. Good morning, Mr. Turpin. I want to change the conversation a little bit. All right. For all those people who are Cardinal fans like myself, you missed it last night in the dramatic win uh, by the Cardinals by uh, Young man I had never seen play before. He came in there and scored the base in the last, I mean, scored a run in the last half of the ninth inning. And it was really exciting. So for those people who had turned the radio off or didn't know it, the Cardinals won. Cardinals won, Cubs won, Milwaukee won. So it was, uh, speaking of uh, Lauren Tate, as uh, Mike was, there's a, Interesting, uh, some interesting reading on the front uh, sports page today. Uh, the headline is where Ron Zook went wrong. And uh, it goes like this. Ron Zook won more games than all but four Illinois football ca- coaches, knocked off number one Ohio State, and uh, 10 years ago took the Illini to the Rose Bowl. But like so many other U of I coaches, he couldn't sustain success, getting fired after several seasons, mostly lows, Lauren Tate says in this week's podcast, Tate Lines Unedited. Have you stumbled onto this yet? Tate is now doing unedited podcasts, and uh, this one is... uh, It's on there now. They haven't done one since Zook, have they? Is that the last one? Uh, Zook and Tate did not get along. We are not on speaking terms, Tate says. He probably blames me for getting fired. Angered by what Tate wrote early on, Zook invited the columnist to his office to watch game film. We studied the film. He explained why he did all the things he did. I tried to explain why I wrote what I wrote. We just never meshed. 
He not only didn't like me, but he held staff meetings on what to do about me. Other topics touched on this 28-minute podcast. Zook was bothered by rumors of recruiting improprieties. That really upset him. It was the attitude of coaches at the time that if Illinois was successful in recruiting a four- or five-star player, they must be cheating. He didn't think that was fair. On starting 4-19, and 19, Zook said, Everybody that comes in comes in at such a low level. They don't have anything to start with. The problem with Illinois football is coach after coach takes over a losing program. If you don't get it turned within the first two years, everybody thinks it will never get turned. On Tate's cell phone ringing while Zook was at the podium during a news conference, Zook said, Dumb Lauren didn't turn his phone off before the event, and he got on me pretty good. It was threw him off for a second. So that's the podcast. And we go to Irene. Hello, Irene. Good morning. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Yes, it is. Um, well, good luck to uh, Lovey. I think he's going to try really hard. And uh, well, I would think also so. Also, in the nursing home, mm-hmm. it's probably a good idea to sell it. Uh, but my husband's aunt is out there, and she said since the new management company came, she's had better care. They're getting better care with the new management team? Is that what she said? Yeah, she said that she's, when they get her up for the day, that they, they, you know, dress her, take her in the restroom and clean her up and everything, and she's, that's the first time since she's been there. It's been done. Oh, my goodness. Other than her weekly bath. No, well. So I think that's better. She gets a bath once a week? Yeah, they give them a bath once a week. But in the meantime... You know, kind of like a spit bath, but she said she had the best care since the new service came. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's good news. I'm glad to hear that. We have to be, uh, while we do all this talking, we have to be thinking about the people that are out there, that's for sure. All right, okay. Irene, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Are you worrying and dreaming about a worry-free retirement? What about taking your business to the next level? Put your financial dreams within reach with goal-based financial planning from Busey. What is goal-based financial planning? It's a personalized approach to financial planning. Instead of focusing on a single goal, Busey Wealth Management takes a holistic financial planning approach, prioritizing all of your goals and creating a plan to fund them. Whether you're dreaming of paying for a grandchild's college expenses, establishing a foundation in your name, or ensuring a legacy for future generations, their experienced team of professionals take the time to get to know you and your unique needs. Busey Wealth Management has experience in dealing with different situations and clients. They can provide unique insights into the process. With nearly a century of service, Busey Wealth Management can maximize your potential 
by building an entire team around your needs. Busey Wealth Management has nearly 90 wealth professionals to help prepare you for whatever and wherever life takes you. And developing along the way a personal, comprehensive plan to achieve your goals. Transform your financial dreams into reality with goal-based financial planning from Busey Wealth Management. Dream big. Busey is here. Well, we were talking about uh, uh, Dr. Howard, and it was, we had it on the news as well, but one of the uh, things that uh, Unit 4 is stressing is the fact that they uh, want to have conversations uh, about the building project, build a new school, same spot, but they want to know what neighbors, staff, parents, and members of the community uh, think and uh, what are some of the uh, thoughts that they might uh, share. The new Dr. Howard School will be built on the same site as we know. It's a current building. It's a 1117 West Park Avenue. And uh, Kristen uh, Hoganson, who lives across the street from Dr. Howard, says, There are concerns with things like traffic flow and how they handle that, and things like uh, where will the dumpsters be located because of the early morning pickups and the location of the different buildings and the, the setbacks. I think people in the neighborhood do have a lot at stake in how the new building will be configured. That's a very good point that there's more than, you know, building the school and what's inside the school is is a major, major, major project, of course. But what goes on on the outside, I never thought about that before. Where If you build a new school, where are you putting the dumpsters? Because they have these early morning pickups and this is a neighborhood school. This is right in the middle of a neighborhood. Dr. Howard Project is part of the $183.4 million referendum, which was passed in November, and that will go toward a renovated and expanded Central High School, as well as improvements to Centennial High School, Southside Elementary, Edison Middle School, and the International Prep Academy. Actual construction of the new Dr. Howard Building is expected to start in late 2018 and end in early 2020. Though she no longer has the children at Dr. Howard, Hoganson and neighbors with whom she's communicated are interested in the process concerning the new building, and she expects to attend the open house this evening. I think the school is a huge asset to the neighborhood. I'm really glad that they're keeping an elementary school in the neighborhood. I know as a parent, it meant a lot to me that my kids could walk to school and serve people in the vicinity who didn't want to have to ride the bus all over town. So the district and the administration have been committed to sharing information with the parents and the public as the project progresses, and Phelps is excited that she and fellow parents will be encouraged to share their feedback on what they'd like to see. And that starts tonight. It's an open house. 
and it's set for 6 o'clock. And we go to uh, Don. Hi, Don. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? You said uh, one of the schools was what academy? The uh, prep, uh, the official name of it is the uh, the International Prep Academy. Where is that? It's out on uh, Kirby Avenue. Used to be the Wiley School there. The Kirby and what? I don't know what the, the Cambridge. I think it's Kirby and Cambridge. If you want the the address, it's on the Kirby All Avenue. Right, this is, and it's a school that they're going to rebuild. No, it didn't say they're going to rebuild it. We're talking about uh, it said the improvements. Right. I bet you a million dollars they don't have enough money for what they want to do. What? I said I'll bet you a million dollars they don't have enough money to do what they want to do. Okay. I'm not, I'm not betting you on anything, Don. <laughs> and uh, a tweet here. I couldn't agree more with a caller about the Saturday sports line. I've emailed Mr. Hale more than once about the show. I miss what the sports line used to be. Um, Lauren's uh, podcasts uh, now include... Uh, Conversations with uh, Lou Henson, Brad Underwood, All About Bill Self, Conversation with Garrick McGee, The Truth About Ron Zook. Next week, it will be a conversation with Dave Downey. Downey will go up uh, one week from today, so you'll be able to uh, to hear it then. And we take a break at the 9.52. It's 82 degrees here at the Radio Center. And back to the phones, we go for Rex. Good morning, Rex. Hi, Jim. How are you today? I'm good. uh, I'm really good. This is a a fine day in Champaign-Urbana. We got a lot of. It is a beauty. As a matter of fact, I'm out. I'm out at the barn doing the chores outside, and it's it it is wonderful. Uh, Just a couple of quick comments. All right. Uh, First of all, on the nursing home, Uh, I'm not aware of it, but you might be. I wonder if. All the uh, healthcare facilities here in town <laughs> have thought about maybe uh, creating a partnership or something where they all uh, uh, get together and, and buy the nursing home or whatever they need to do and use it for a facility to to help with their uh, recovery periods and in, uh, nursing for people, and then they use it as a nursing home itself. It seems to me like. Those people have the money, they have the interest, they're already here, and they certainly have the know-how how to run businesses like that. Well, there are uh, any number of, uh, of facilities like that around there. I'm not sure uh, whether they're in any kind of an organization or anything like that. Uh, you would have to, you know, you'd have to, that would take some uh, some planning. You'd have to get together and finances well, and so forth. I, You know, I don't suppose it. I think it's more likely that uh, they're going to find somebody that's already in the business, uh, and that would be that would be fine too. The other one is something nobody's ever discussed that I just wanted to bounce this off of you, and this is concerning the vote in the Senate uh, yesterday about the health care, where it ends up being fifty-fifty because two Republican senators voted against uh, continuing the discussion. Why did they vote no? Why didn't they just vote present? That protects them. Uh, politically, 
and it makes the vote be 50 to 48. Well, I don't know. I suppose that's uh, something you'd have to ask them. But uh, are you, are you to, to me, uh, yeah. if they'd have voted present, I I would have known uh, what they were doing, and I think uh, most people would, wouldn't they? Well, no. I mean, they could vote present, and and with good reason to say, look, there are two health care uh, bills that are out here. One's in force, and one is not. And I don't agree with either one of them. I'd like to see something else, uh, but I don't want to vote for either one of those things. You know, that's certainly something that they can do. And they always have a present button there on, on that voting table in front of them. It, it, it would provide them with protection politically, but that just doesn't make any sense to me. But it may be that they can only vote either yes or no on something like that. But uh, it just seems to me like voting present would have been a wise thing to do. I'm still unclear as to uh, what the vote meant and uh, exactly what they're they they voted to, to go ahead and start the debate on on what? Well, uh, <laughs> they're they're starting the debate on the health care bills that are before them. They've got three of them, and they can start well, it on all they, three. Have they already them. debated those? Uh, no, the Senate hasn't. No, not on the floor. Not on the floor, but they they no. know where they're going. I mean, that's uh, well. I, I, uh, I don't know. They they haven't done it on the floor because what this does it opens up for the amendments. And you don't know what kind of amendments they're going to do. I hate these senators that say, gosh, I just hate this bill and I can't vote for it. Well, you're in the Senate. You got elected. Put out your idea on the floor. Make an amendment and say, I'd vote for it if this were true and see if everybody else agrees with you. That just saying, oh, I'm not going to vote for this. Well, you got elected. You've got the power. Make your own bill and, and put your amendment on there. Those kind of guys are the ones that well, I the, uh, the first amendment that they were talking about was one that uh, Ted Cruz uh, came up with. Right. Which would allow uh, the health insurance companies uh, to sell uh, what he calls skimpier plans. Right. That, that don't include all the basic benefits and uh, prescription drugs and maternity care and mental health and all that. And uh, yet uh, would be uh, affordable. Listen, got to go. Got to hit the news. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Always Rick. my pleasure. And uh, the news from CBS. After that, we're going to talk about uh, Joseph. And uh, welcome back to our number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. And uh, as promised, we're going to have some fun during the next uh, half hour or so. Going to be talking about Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. This is a show uh being put on by the Champagne and Manor Theater Company and opening next uh, weekend. We'll tell you all about that. I'll meet the cast members and uh, others and uh, sing some songs and have some fun. Todd Salen is the uh, producer. Todd, uh, talk a little bit about uh, the logistics. Uh, you always know everything. And uh, Todd is the, uh, I mean, that's what he tells me, but he doesn't really. But uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, getting tickets and the, the dates and so on. This is a one-weekend show because you're back at the Virginia. Exactly right. In fact, uh, this is going to be a fun half hour, so everybody text your friends or call them and tell them, tune in right now because this is really going to be fun to listen to this music and hear this cast. But it's going to be at the Virginia. It's produced by the Champaign Park District. Now, I should say that the Park District, once again, like last year, is is putting on this show. They have, they have contracted Champaign-Urbana Theater Company to put this on, which is wonderful. Next 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, at the Virginia Theater. And then on Sunday, it'll be at 2 p.m. at the Virginia. Now, this isn't a three-hour show like some of the, like like Fiddler or Oklahoma. This is about an hour and a half, two-hour show. What a wonderful way to spend a couple of hours on a hot, sunny summer day. You know, come and listen to Joseph, and you'll see why this music's fabulous. And uh, Jeff Dara is a director. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm great, Tim. How are you? I heard a little bird told me that you once were Joseph. Uh, yes, uh, way, way back, many centuries ago. <laughs> Cass loves that joke. Um, yeah, I was uh, Joseph back in, uh, I think, junior year of high school. That was uh, almost 15 years ago. Well, tell me about this uh, cast a little bit. Uh, you look at all the people. I wish I had the TV camera going here this morning because this is a room full of people, big ones and little ones. Yep, big ones and little ones. Uh, we have a, a pretty incredibly diverse cast, uh, which we really love. Um, we have uh, ages all the way from seven years old to, well, I won't say on the top end, but uh, it's it's up there. <laughs> um, uh, yes, we, we've got our, our wonderful children's chorus. They're, they're fairly young kids, and they've been working really hard during rehearsals and just doing a stellar job. Um, the the vocal quality of the cast is really high too. So when you come out, you're gonna hear some pretty fantastic vocals. All right, I'm gonna uh, pass the mic around and uh, everybody uh, say whatever you like to say. Uh, tell me who you are and uh, part you uh, are playing uh, in the show. Let's just start here. My name's Quentin Olson. I'm playing Issachar in the show. My name is Tafad Zudiner and I'm playing the narrator. My name is Trey Ball, and I'm playing Joseph. My name is Ethan Smith, and I'm playing Simeon. My name is Charlotte Bettweiser, and I'm playing the kid. <laughs> My name is Lizzie Barnes, and I'm in the kids' chorus. My name is Gideon Wright, and I am in the kids' chorus. My name is Toby Krebs, and I'm in the kids' chorus. My name is Josh Krebs, and I'm in the kids' chorus. My name is Grace Kreps, and I'm in the Women's Ensemble. I'm Ashley Massey, and I'm in the Women's Ensemble. My name is Lindsay Valance, and I'm a wife and feature dancer. My name is Chris Kreps, and I'm playing Reuben. I'm Joe Mosag, and I'm playing Judah. I'm Gail Yonka, and I'm playing Jacob. All right, that's the group, and uh, let's uh, see who we have on the uh, keyboard here. Hi, I'm Cheryl Forrest Morganson. I'm rehearsal accompanist, and I'll be in the pit for the show. All right, great. Uh, is she going to be the one that tells me uh, what we're going to sing? Let's. Uh, oh, you want Jeff to do that? All right, uh, let's uh, sing some songs. What are we going to hear first? First, we're going to hear Jacob and Sons, which is uh, one of our introduction one of our introduction songs in the show. You get to meet all of the brothers and and the characters in uh, Canaan. All right, just uh, come forward, uh, whoever is uh, going to be in this. And if you have, a, some of them have uh, solos, uh, well, they need to, if you can step forward, I'll just hand you this mic, if, and uh, we'll try to work it that way. Hmm? Oh, yeah, you can start right there. Way, way back many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began, Jacob lived in the land of Canaan, a fine example of a family man. Jacob, Jacob and sons, depend 
nation. Thanks to the number of children he had, he was also known as Israel, but most of the time, his sons and wives used to call him Dad. Great. Give yourselves a hand here. Yeah. And what I want to know is, I want to hear you pronounce your first name again. Tafadzwa Diener. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, what a voice. Nice, nice going. You like this? Yes, it's a lot of fun. And this is a, the narrator is a big, big part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you already know, huh? Okay, and uh, we go from what to Jeff? Our, our next song is uh, going to be the prologue, which is uh, Any Dream Will Do, and that'll be sung by our Joseph Trey Ball, and he'll be uh, also accompanied by our children's chorus, which would be great to hear. Okay, now you little guys uh, sing out. I closed my eyes, drew back the curtain to see for certain what I thought I knew. Far, far away, someone was weeping, but the world was sleeping. Any dream will do. I wore my coat with golden lining, bright colors shining, wonderful and new. And in the east, the dawn was breaking, and the world was waking, any dream will do. A crash of drums, a flash of light, my golden coat flew out of sight. The colors faded into darkness, I was left alone. May I return to the beginning, the light is dimming, and the dream is too. The world, and I, the world and I, we are still waiting, uh, still hesitating, uh, any dream will do. Any dream, any dream will, any dream, any dream will do. Any dream, any dream, any dream will do. Any dream, any dream, any dream will do. 
any dream will do. Tell me a little bit about this uh, role. This is a biggie. Uh, yes. Uh, so, Joseph, uh, it's been fantastic playing this role, uh, working with Jeff and stuff, just to get into the inner like workings of Joseph. He goes through all this big journey. I mean, he's thrown into slavery by his brothers and then thrown into jail and all this horrible, horrible things that you can imagine are happening to him, but he always keeps hope and just keeps on going, and it's great. Long way from Nathan, Detroit. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you play that role uh, sometime. Yes, uh, I believe it was two summers ago I played Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls with CUTC. Yeah, well, that's, uh, we're looking forward to it. This is a big, big role, and you have a wonderful voice. Looks like you've got a great group behind you here. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, the cast is amazing, and it's just been great working with everyone. Hey, uh, Todd, don't go away. I want to talk to you here pretty soon. And uh, Jeff? Our next song is going to be Close Every Door, and that's going to start off featuring the kids right at the beginning here, and then also Joseph, of course. Just give me a number instead of my name. Forget all about me and let me decay. I do not matter. I'm only one person. Destroy me completely, then throw me away. If my life were important, I would ask, will I live or die? But I know the answers lie far from this world. Close every door to me. Keep those I love from me, children of Israel, are never alone. For we know we shall find our own peace of mind. For we have been promised a land of Great, 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 great sounding group. Uh, come on up here, Todd. Let's talk some more about uh, these uh, tickets and uh, where you can get them and how you get them and how much they are and so forth. 
Well, tickets, I, yeah, I don't have the number in my head. I think they're $15 or $16. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have that. But they're at the Virginia. So you can either call a Virginia, go to the Virginia.org, or uh, just stop by the box office and you can pick them up. Uh, and by the way, we have to bring all these kids because Ed Bond's not in the show. So they kind of balance the cute factor. You know, if Ed was in the show, we wouldn't need these kids. But, you know, but instead, <laughs> since he's not. Very well said. Is he in there? Is he laughing? He's, he's chuckling, yes. I, he just woke up. <laughs> He's a guy that turns us off and on the air. Speaking of that, uh, you can, a uh, little bit later on today, you can go to WDWS.com and go to podcasts and uh, click on that and hear the whole thing. See how it sounded. Kind of a uh, dress rehearsal type thing. <laughs> and uh, another song coming up. Let's sing them. Our next song is going to be A Pharaoh's Story. This is the opener for Act 2. It's going to feature Tafadzwa, our narrator, and the kids as well. This is kind of an introduction song for the pharaoh who you get to meet, who's, who's kind of a crazy character, and uh, he's a lot of fun. This is Pharaoh's Story. He was a powerful man With the ancient world in the palm of his hands To all intents and purposes he Was Egypt with a capital E Whatever he did he was showered with praise If he cracked a joke then you chortled for days No one had rights or a vote but the king In fact you may say he was fairly right with when Pharaoh's around, then you get down on the ground. If you ever find yourself near Ramesses, get down on your knees. A Pharaoh's story, a Pharaoh's story. A Pharaoh story. Down at the other end of the scale, Joseph is still doing time in jail. For even though he is in with the guards, a lifetime in prison seems quite on the cards. But if my analysis of the position is right, at the end of the tunnel, there's a glimmer of light. For all of a sudden, indescribable things have shattered the sleep of both peasants and kings. Strange as it seems, there's been a run of crazy dreams. And a man who can interpret could go far, could become a star. Could be famous, could be a big success, could be famous. Strange as it seems, there's been a run of crazy dreams And a man who can interpret could go far Could become a star Could be famous, could be a big success Could be famous, could be a big success Strange as it seems, there's been a run of crazy dreams
Uh, Jeff, uh, these uh, young people are having a great time. How many uh, young kids do you have in the show? We have uh, 14 young kids in my show, including uh, my son, who is seven, and this is his first time on stage. Uh, for how many of you is this your first time on stage? Raise your, raise your hand. Yeah, it's, I see a couple of people, and we do have quite a few uh, actually veteran child performers, too, which is great. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking uh, looking forward to seeing them uh, this uh, coming, uh, not this weekend, but uh, the following weekend, August uh, 3rd through the 5th at 7, and then uh, August uh, 6th, that's a Sunday, at uh, 2 in the um, afternoon. How many people in the cast altogether, do you know? Uh, we have about 45, 46 people in the cast altogether. Yeah, and they're just, they're absolutely phenomenal people to work with. It makes the rehearsal process go really smoothly, and uh, I think we're going to have a great product because of that. Are you uh, in the theater yet, or when are you going over there? We're actually going to do load-in, which is where we move into the theater, on, uh, on Saturday. That's my favorite day because we also do something called Zitz Probe, which is where we get to sing with the orchestra for the first time. And that's just an absolutely incredible experience for every show that, uh, that I get to do. So where are you rehearsing uh, right now? Right now we're uh, rehearsing at uh, the CUTC rehearsal space, which is in downtown Champaign. And uh, we also have the privilege of rehearsing in the uh, dance studio at the U of I. They've been uh, really fantastic giving us space there. It's a, it's a great space to rehearse. And where is the orchestra? The orchestra has been rehearsing at, uh, I think, a local First church. Christian. Yep. First Christian uh, church here in, here, here in, uh, here in town. Uh, and uh, I haven't heard them yet. I'm really looking forward to hearing them on Saturday. I've heard them. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, voice from the audience. Yes. Well, I was going to say also that uh, when we go to the Virginia, we kind of take CUTC on steroids. I mean, uh, the, the set is phenomenal. We've been working on the set for months. The costumes are incredible. The lighting is going to be incredible. This isn't normal community theater. As you know, I try not to do things normal, and this is uh, in my whole life. And <laughs> this is because, because you're abnormal. Exactly, very much so. And, and this is going uh, to be an incredible show. Visually, uh, you already know it kind of musically what it's going to be, but uh, 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 from beginning to end, it's going to be incredible. And our, and our thanks to the Virginia. We couldn't do this without Stephen Benson and Joe DeLuce and the folks at the Park District because they really embrace us in this. In this. Yeah, on the, uh, it, it was fine at, uh, at uh, Parkland. I, I enjoyed a lot of the shows out there, but uh, playing two weekends is a kind of a deal. It's hard. Uh, it's, it's hard, hard. to do two weekends. For, for the cast, I mean, yeah. to be able to it's make them. So, yeah, it's, it's, and, for all, and you know, it takes almost, what, 150 volunteers to put a show on. People don't realize how many people it takes for us to do a show. It also costs us $30,000, $35,000 to do a show. I mean, this is a big investment. Uh, and yet, uh, it all comes together, and uh, it really comes together just for one reason, for everybody to have a good time sitting in the theater and hum along with the music, sing along with the music. We've got time to sing some more. Yep, we've got uh, one more song that is Go Go Joseph. This is the song kind of at the end of Act One. Joseph's been thrown in jail. He's been uh, uh, beaten down. And um, this is the song that everyone sings to him to, to kind of give him a little bit more hope. Um, before, before we hand him off, I also want to say thank you to our fantastic pianist, Cheryl, for joining us today. And uh, uh, yes, oh, oh, Todd wanted me to mention uh, before we go that we have some fantastic choreography for this show. Our choreographer is Danielle Mastricola, who's a dance student at the U of I and just has been tearing it up with a phenomenal set of choreography moves. It's great. So this is our last song. This is Go, Go, Joseph. Go, go. 
start tonight we don't have to wait a week for this now <laughs> they're ready i can tell yeah we are ready uh that uh, so we're uh, very pleased to present a cutc and j barry howell production of joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat presenting uh next weekend at the virginia theater it's going to be a great time we're looking forward to it and we're looking forward to singing for you this is uh, an Andrew Lloyd uh, Weber and uh, Tim Rice uh, won their very first, if not the first uh, time they, they worked together. And uh, Joseph has been, in fact, I saw Joseph at the uh, assembly hall a few years ago. They had two narrators. Yeah. I don't know if you, uh, if you have seen a show like that or not, but uh, it worked. And so uh, even though this is a show that a lot of people have seen, uh, most people put just a little different uh, touch on it. And... Uh, and it's uh, fun to see over and over again, and at least that's my opinion. Yeah, we've got, uh, for this show, our, our touch that we're putting onto it is some pretty great production value. Um, we have some fantastic lighting, like Todd was saying, and uh, great sound design, some fog effects, maybe, if you're lucky, uh, <laughs> and uh, some pretty phenomenal sets. It's, uh, it's going to be a good one. It's, it's going to come together really well. Well, our time is up. Thank you all for coming out. We appreciate it very much. And uh, again, uh, later today, you can listen to that uh, podcast if you'd like to. And uh, break a leg, as they say, and we'll see you uh, next uh, weekend, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go uh, directly to the uh, news. We'll go directly to the news with uh, Michael Kaiser. I'll come back with more open line up until 11 after that. We're back on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. This is an open line until 11 o'clock this morning. Tomorrow on the show, uh, Jim Dye from the News Gazette will be here during uh, this time period. And then on Friday, Adele Morrissey and uh, Todd Lindsay will be telling us all about Prairie Bean. That is a uh, fundraiser for the Developmental Services Center, BSC, and uh, a big event. A real big one. So you'll hear uh, about that uh, during this time period on uh, Friday. Jim Dye tomorrow. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, this is a family musical uh, 
the biblical story of Joseph and uh, his 11 brothers and uh, this uh, coat of many colors and and really uh, some songs, and you heard uh, a lot of them this morning that uh, you just uh, will be singing and uh, humming for a week after, or maybe longer after you see this uh, show. Many of you have probably seen it before, but uh, this is one of those that you can go back again and again. Go, 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 Joseph, uh, any dream will do. Close every door. Those are some of the songs you heard today. And uh, we appreciate all the folks that uh, helped us out, particularly uh, Todd Salen, who produces and uh, does the best job of anybody around uh, producing these uh, shows. And producers do a lot of things. And one of the things they do is line up uh, media. They'll be on this show. They'll be on other shows, on television and so forth, try to get the get the word out, but uh, uh, some of them just call and say, uh, can we be on? And uh, that's the last you hear from them. But uh, Todd Salem does the job the way it's supposed to be done, and that is to uh, help out the uh, the uh, narrator or the, or the um, moderator. That's me, I guess, a moderator. Better call myself a moderator with uh, a real narrator in the show itself. Anyway, giving you material, giving you the names of the people and the background, and we appreciate all of uh, Todd's good work on this show and uh, many, many others that he has worked on. So uh, where were we? We were talking about the nursing home and uh, people that uh, were calling in, and uh, uh, I can't find anybody that uh, says uh, we ought to... uh, we ought to just go leave it open and uh, do the best we can. The local and a lot of people out there have had very good experiences as uh, residents of the nursing home over the years. But uh, we're told that uh, some people are uh, moving out as well because it's uh, so uncertain as to what is going to happen. And, of course, that's... Uh, that's not good. That the census goes down, uh, the money goes down, and the the hole uh, gets deeper. Other things uh, going on. Uh, Urbana, of course, is a sanctuary city, as you know, and the Justice Department now has uh, picked up on uh, something they uh, talked about doing. They said we're gonna we're gonna crack down on these sanctuary cities. Now they say it will no longer award these uh, this uh, grant money, and uh, grant money is very very important, uh, of course. And this uh, coveted uh, grant money, unless here's what they need to do: they need to give federal immigration authorities access to the jails and provide advance notice when someone who is in the country illegally is about to be released. They want to know about that. Under the old rules, cities seeking grant money needed only to show that they were not preventing local law enforcement from communicating with federal authorities about the immigration status of people that they had detained. The announcement came as questions uh, swirling about Attorney General Jeff Sessions' future as the nation's top law enforcement officer, following days of blistering criticism from 
President uh, Donald Trump. And uh, he is, uh, since that is uh, happening, he's been getting a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, support, I guess, would be the be uh, one way of putting it, from other members of the uh, the Congress and uh, sessions that we're talking about now, getting the support, not the not the president, but uh, uh, he, the president, continues. Uh, this is a what some people are calling an extraordinary public flogging. A lot of people uh, were saying that. The way to handle this, of course, is in uh, private, but uh, that's not something that Donald Trump does. He's likely to put it on the, on uh, Twitter, and uh, he's putting a lot of stuff on there that uh, tweets from the president criticizing Session for a very, in capital letters, very weak position on pursuing leaks and, the, and Hillary Clinton, even though uh, Trump said after the election that he didn't think it would be wise to pursue his political rival. But uh, later, speaking to reporters in the White House, uh, Trump repeated that he was unhappy with Sessions' decision to step aside from supervising the investigation into Russian efforts to sway the 2016 election and wanted to, quote, very much uh, see very much tougher treatment of leaks, but he continued to evade questions about whether he is planning to fire him. He said, "I'm very disappointed with the attorney general, but we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Time will tell." He also appeared to offer a new goal for Sessions to keep his job. He said, "I want the attorney general to be much tougher on the leaks." from intelligence agencies, which are leaking like rarely have they ever leaked before at a very important level. Trump hesitated in pulling the trigger to fire sessions. A growing chorus of the Attorney General supporters said the president should keep sessions on and stop undermining him in public. Senator Lindsey Graham Republican from South Carolina says, Jeff understands that we are a nation of laws, not men. Graham added on that Trump's cheering on of a Clinton investigation was highly inappropriate and would run away from the long-standing American tradition of separating the law from politics regarding regardless of party. All right, it's uh, 1048, 85 degrees, a little uh, warmer a day out there today than yesterday, but uh, the rest of the uh, forecast for tomorrow uh, on through the weekend looks uh, pretty good. We'll take a uh, break here. We're coming right back. Phone line's open. I realize that after we have a, a uh, break in the action, so to speak, with, uh, with uh, some of the uh, performers, that it's difficult to get back onto a uh, topic, but uh, that's uh, is a what we intend to do between now and eleven. So if you are thinking of something, maybe it's something that uh, we have uh, missed that you would like to talk about. We're at three five six nine three nine seven, and our Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. 
So we go to the uh, phones for Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Hey, JT. When are y'all moving from the ranch downtown? <laughs> from the ranch? <laughs> well, you know those young guys that call those ball games in the afternoon or in the evenings? They've named the place out there the ranch. Is that right? Oh, I, uh, yeah, you, you just don't listen to the, those young guys, I guess. Well, I, I've i got uh, lots of uh, things on my mind, Charlie, rather, rather than renaming this place. Hey, uh, I wish I could uh, I wish I could answer that. It's, you know, our sales department has been down there for two or three weeks now, and oh. uh, the rest of us are going to be down there once uh, we get the the new studio. We have all the equipment in the uh, building, I'm uh, told. Uh, the studios are pretty much uh, ready for the equipment. And once we get uh, all the studios built and, uh, you know, tested out, uh, that's uh, where we'll be going. But uh, I don't know when that's uh, that's going to be. I would uh, guess uh, sometime in August. Oh, and Jim, do they still print that newspaper, the News Gazette, here in town? No, they printed in Peoria. Oh, okay. That's good news to know. Okay, Jim, you have a good day. I'm glad you called, Charlie. Thank you. 10.51. We'll take a break. Coming right back. Well, how's that uh, roof on your house? Is it okay? You had a little leak? Oh, you don't know whether you need a complete roof or you need it patched. Is that, is that the deal? I see. Well, here's what I would suggest. Go to Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog. Corey Swanson will come out and uh, tell you. Yeah, yeah, we can fix that. You may not need your roof looks pretty good, except for that uh, one or two spots there. We, we'll fix that. And you don't have to have a new roof for who knows. Or maybe he says, nope. This is the time, and here's uh, here are the uh, estimates for us uh, to to do a complete roofing job. Whatever the needs, Swanson Roofing can do it. This is a family-owned business, 100% owned by Corey Swanson and his wife Melissa, a company that does its own work. They don't subcontract out any work. And this is a company that's got a lot of good people working, a lot of people have been trained to do this job. Roofing professionals certified in roof installation. All of the crew are company employees. They receive full benefits, 401ks. Been with the company for a real long time, so they want every customer to be totally satisfied with their new roof. Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Call today for a free estimate at 217-355-ROOF. That's 355-7663. Or you can visit them on online at theroofingdog.com. Well, we always like to take a look at the uh, letters to the editor in the paper, see what people are uh, talking about uh, this morning, and today there's a whole bunch of them. Sometimes, uh, I guess depending on space or depending on how many letters they have, there might be two or three in there. Uh, today there's oh, a half dozen or more. And uh, Jill Van Vorst in Urbana says, uh, 
Since the plan to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act has repeatedly failed, it seems it's time to start a new strategy. Here is one idea. Ten House Democrats are working to improve and fix the ACA. It seems both parties should work together. So if you agree, maybe contact Representative Rodney Davis to work together on this new idea to fix the ACA. There's a couple of others about uh, that as well. This one, the headline is, and I realize that the people that write the letters don't write the headlines, but uh, the headline in this one is, Davis joins Trump to try killing the ACA. A bill that Representative Rodney Davis, Republican from Taylorville, strongly supported to kill the Affordable Care Act may be dead for now, but Trump and the Republican Congress are determined to find a way to take health care away from over uh, 20 million people, especially those with pre-existing conditions who need it the most. This one is from Michael Weissman in Urbana. We need to take one final break here, coming right back. Talk to you tomorrow at 9 on WDWS in Champaign-Urbana.